Welcome to another episode of the Attacking Scrum podcast. Coming up on this episode, we'll be looking back at uh, the Welsh squad announcement. Sam Cross, who saw that one coming, eh? And also we'll have the reaction to the derbies from the Pro 14 from the weekend just gone. All the other news from around Wales, including a potential return for George North to uh, to the Principality, plus uh, a training session between Wales and England, which actually sounds like something I'd I'd pay good money to see. And as usual, we'll have the team of the week. Um, we'll be picking our uh, picking our player of the week from uh, from outside of that. Dan Killick, as usual, is alongside me to chat through all of this. How are you doing, Dan? Not too bad, Jade. Can't grumble too much. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, yeah, exciting, exciting Welsh squad, which uh, which is always good to see. Well, we'll come on to that in a minute. How um, how's how's your week been though? Generally, busy week. Yeah, it's been a, been a very busy week actually. Yeah. Um, referring to your referring to your debut on Pundit Arena here in particular. So anyone who follows us on Facebook will have seen. We shared that. Caught up with uh, with Nick Heath from Pundit Arena on uh, on basically react your reaction to this to this squad. We'll be coming on to that a bit, but you've been subject to a bit of internet trolling there as well, haven't you? Yeah, a couple of uh, what does this chap know about uh, scrummaging Rand? Um, I didn't didn't pretend to know. I don't pretend to know anything about scrummaging. But, well, I, uh, I went back and listened to it again. I couldn't actually find the point you were. No, you were even talking about scrummaging, really? Yeah, no, I was. I, I did go. Did did have a little uh, a little rerun on it just to see, and then. Um, yeah, what's the other one? Something about a, a, a vegan it eating? It was something about, yeah, if I want advice from you, it would be about how to make a vegan salad, which is the strangest insult I've ever heard. I'm not sure just by looking at you, you know, you'd be able to say, yeah, he's an expert in making vegan salads. <laughs> but it does also pose the question, can you be a vegan and know about scrummaging? You know, that's that's the big one. Mm. You know, we like to get to the heart of the big issues on the attacking scrum. And I, I don't know, that's the one I simply don't have the answer to. One would assume, one would assume that... It's not ex- it's not exclusive. If you, if you are a vegan, you, you could know about scrummaging as well. If you are, yeah, if you are a a, a vegan and you're a prop, mm. can you please make? Can you please get in yeah, contact? If we, have, if we do any vegan props out there, please get in there. Please get in touch with us. So we're not gonna we're not gonna force you to speak on scrummaging at too much length tonight, Dan. Just in case yeah, you have your fingers burnt, but that one. That if, one that, if that guy's listening again, he might. Be. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's gonna be listening, <laughs> judging by uh, judging by a, a torrent of, uh, of bizarre insults. But uh, it was a hell of a squad announcement, wasn't it? I mean, the headline is is really Sam Cross coming in there, and we're talking about that the week before. What a game, you know, he'd had called into the Ospreys lineup with injuries to to Lydia and Tipperick, but you know, kind of both hours before the game, and the next thing you know, he's he's in the Wales squad. Yeah, they've kind of gone against everything they've always they've always given people many many chances haven't they and stuck with the same personnel and now they brought in uh, yeah cross off the back of a a great game against the Saracens so it's just it's just utterly bizarre really it is i mean there must be there is more to it than that you know he's he's kind of a, a sevens player of um you know with some reputation and you know i don't i don't follow the sevens game closely at all do you think that's you know that that must have something to do with it. You know, kind of what he's done on the seven circuit as well. Yeah, that'll definitely have a an effect on. You know, they know he would have played against you know quality players, mm. wouldn't it? And um, it just shows, doesn't it, the way in which we're going to try and play this different game now because these sevens is there's no hiding place at all, is there? You make an error, the other team scores, 
and you know there's just literally no hiding places on the park whatsoever so and they were Gallen was saying that he's very positive at the impact area it's got good offloading um and he's sort of a you know an all-rounder albeit he plays in he plays in the back row so it'll be it'll be good to see be good to see how he um how he fares at international level because we can't say we've seen him really at, uh, at regional level you know no we haven't no well, no, no we haven't i mean he Obviously, you caught the game uh, the week before in a lot more detail, and, and we covered that last week about how how well the Ospreys played, kind of up against up against the odds. But it is only one game. That's the thing. It's one game, and when you look at, I know we he wouldn't be there with you if we if we didn't have the injuries that we've got. But you've got you know the likes of you know McLeod's had fantastic games, isn't he? Boyd's had great games. You know James Davis, obviously, you know superb. Ollie Griffiths, all these all these other boys, but. Um, well, Thomas Young as well was the one I found. I found quite strange. That's the. That's the. I think he's um, he's very unlucky, isn't he, to miss out because he had a he had a fantastic year last year, and then you know this year, you know he's been a little bit up and down. But his his core skill set of what he's known for doing is still has still been very good throughout you know throughout this year. So um, I would have I would have had him there personally, and had Cross, you know, coming in just sort of there or thereabouts. In, in you know in with the in with the squad really picking up and just learning off off being around you know that caliber of player really how much can you read into it as a you know you, you kind of alluded to it there that we're expecting this to be some kind of change in uh, you know a kind of change in playing style mm. which we've all kind of i guess we've all been hoping for 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 quite some time can you read that much into it just because they called up you know a, a seven specialist off the off the back of of one one very good performance, you know. Do you think that's a kind of a real market? Say, look, we need players with more ball handling skills and who are able to offer a lot more. Yeah, for me, it's for me, it's a marker because he is somebody that plays very differently from you know the other back row options that we've got. Even even he's he's different to Tipperick. You know, obviously mm. Tipperick, you know, loves the wider channels, but he's got a very different skill set. Um, and you see it from just the. I saw it just for in the in the, in the derby this weekend. Mm. He's got. He does some very. They're, well, they're simple, I suppose, but very effective things that just quicken up the quicken up the ball time, the speed of play. Um, it's it's a little unseen. You have to really focus on him for for large parts of the game. So for me, yeah, it does show real intent that the Welsh management are looking to play a different a different way, and just see whether or not he can slot into that because. We're never going to know until they play there, and the pressure's off somewhat with the seedings, isn't it? So, is he going to play though? Do you, I mean, can you see him? Can you see him starting any of these games? I, I think he'll come off he'll come off the bench in in one of the games, um, or maybe start you know against Georgia, um, and then you know for me, there's no point there's no point in in him being in and around that uh, a squad unless he has a. You know, unless unless he has a you know has a go now, really, because he's been he's actually taken someone's spot, hasn't he? So let's have a look at him. Yeah, I think that's yeah, it's a good point actually, because we have seen exciting Wales squads in the past. You know, and we said it uh, during Harry's caretaker role last year. Actually, some of the squads look really exciting on paper, but he just didn't make any of those big changes and, and opted to go with the tried and tested, you know, the tried and tested Gatland favourites, if you like. Yeah, we kind of been in this boat before, haven't we? Where we yeah. were, when me and you were sat here, really excited about the you know the squad selection, and then it just reverted back to you know to to the same old players playing in the, in exactly the same positions. So, 
Well, I think this time it's going to be different. Well, I think it's going to have to be. If we move on to another position now and we take a look at the centre, there's been two high-profile casualties here in Jamie Roberts and in Scott Williams. And coming into the squad, you've seen player in Owen Williams, who's been overlooked a number of times before, uh, and obviously toured in the summer. But he's come in. Um, Hadley Parks has come into the squad, although he's only eligible for one of the games. Owen Watkins come in. He obviously got... Uh, you know, very, uh, uh, very young, and you know, right at the start of his career. But he's going to have to. He's going to have to change things up in the centre now because he, you know, doesn't have that. He doesn't have that option now. You know, we're so used to seeing Roberts and Davis or Williams and Davis, and it, it simply won't be there. So, you know, that you'd expect there are yeah, there are going to be changes now. Yeah, there's going to be changes there with those with those centres. I mean, for me, Jamie Roberts wasn't a. That wasn't a massive. That wasn't a shock, to be honest, that he wasn't included. But Scott Williams was, mm. but I don't think his form hasn't been great this year. But it hasn't. He, he hasn't also been that bad. No, I didn't and think it had been. For me, we know what Scott Williams can do at Test level. I still think he hasn't consistently hit. You know that that top top form. The you know we know what he can do, and he just he hasn't he hasn't played um, consistently well at the top of his game and internationally. You know, for um, just sort of more ongoing, but I think the Welsh manager said, "Look, we know what Scott Williams can do. We'll give him a. We'll just let him concentrate on playing for the mm. Scarlets. Find some form there. I don't think it's more of a case of dropping him. Yeah, I mean, that's not a that's not a classic Gatland manoeuvre, though, is it? Because we've seen, you know, we've seen Cuthbert and and Priestland kind of, um, you know, this is going back, you know, going back some years, kept in the side to try and recover their form in a Wales jersey." Rather than in a club, uh, in a club one, it, it, to me it feels a bit more like he's trying to send out a bit of a message here. Well, he could be sending out a bit of a message. I just think that he he, he wants to see. He, they don't know who's going to be playing in that uh, in that twelve position, so they're gonna they're gonna literally if some if whoever steps in that twelve shirt uh, first up, if they play really well, then we we, we could end up not seeing um, some of the other boys having a go in that in that shirt until we get to the Georgia the Georgia game. Whereas um, yeah. Whereas if, if someone has a howler, it'll be literally, I think, swap someone else in, then swap someone else mm. in and swap someone else in again. Um uh, I'd like to see it being them being them being quite bold really. And if somebody does have a strong game, then we still get to have a look at someone else because again, this is the perfect time. It's not going to come around again really. It is, but you also need momentum. You know, yeah, you do yeah. because you know players might look fantastic together in training. It might be a brilliant combination. They kind of stutter a bit against Australia, or it might be that you know they have a good game and go right. I want to see that again. I want to see that develop. So I don't know. I, I sometimes think the chopping and changing doesn't help massively. But we're going to have to see some. I mean, say you know, um, Owen Williams plays twelve has a great game. First up starts in the next game. Has has you know fifty fifty five. Then we bring on another two, and and it could be at a, at a crucial time where we there might be a it might lead to a to a loss. It's a massive call, but I just think for this is we we have to continually look at this two thousand nineteen World oh, Cup. Oh, I agree absolutely, um, and I actually think we're I actually think we're a year behind schedule as well because because mm, of what we lost. This down. should have this should have happened. Yeah. Uh, this should have happened last autumn. Yeah, and know. if it had happened, we probably wouldn't need to be making. Swapping players in and out, like we, you know, like like I'm just talking about yeah. now, really, um, because, yeah, because we would have, we would have seen some of the combos, and there will be some some of the players that will step up, and they won't be good enough, and they'll and they'll probably 
they won't feature they won't feature again. Well, you've got to find that out first hand. Yeah, and this is the only way we're gonna we're gonna do it. Just to finish on Scott Williams, do you think it's easier to drop him from the squad entirely than it would be to have him in the squad and not start him? No, I think it's a bigger call. I think it's a bigger call dropping him. Um, but I'd like to think that they, the Welsh manager have had, a, have had a good chat with him. So look, you know, Scott, your form hasn't been fantastic, but it's not. It's equally not been appalling. So we know what you can do. Go and concentrate with the Scarlets. They've taken, obviously, taken Hadley out as well. Um, you can't take out Hadley and you know and uh, and Scott and Jonathan. Um, and um, you know, just 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 concentrate playing. You know, playing in the in the uh, in your regional shirt, really. Would it not make more sense then to if you you know if you if that is the case that you're not going to take three from a region which I don't you know I don't actually think would necessarily bother Gatland if he you know if he wanted those three centres he'd go for it but if you, if you know if that is the case would it not make more sense to pick the one who's eligible for four games rather than one? Well, yeah, probably, yeah, probably would, but they obviously. They obviously want to get Hadley in and around the setup, don't they? And equally, from from him being involved with the training, they're going to see whether he's there's question marks of whether he's quick enough. You know, for me, he's quick enough upstairs. So you know, his his rugby brain is mm. is, is quicker than most. So he'll be all right. Um, and I think he, he takes sort of short angles as opposed as opposed to just because he knows what he knows where people are going to be running. So I think he'll personally be all right. But they just want to get him around that camp, don't they? And Scott's been there. He's done it. He, he knows what he's. What he's doing. If he if he'd been in majestic form coming up to this point, Wales would have had to have picked him. But it's just it's they've been able to because he's had question marks over his form, I think it's just allowed them to go, Do you know what? We we don't have to pick Scott. We can rest him and it allows us to bring to bring in one of the other centres that we want to see. Um for for instance, Watkin, you know, he's been plagued with injury. He does look very, very good, but it's a hell of a it's a hell of a step up, isn't it, at international level? Um, even the trainings are, are mm. a lot different. It might be they come into training and instantly from that first training session they know this isn't quite going to work, and they can't risk that further on into this into this sort of three year, uh, into this camp you know, run up to the World Cup. Then it's true. I, I suppose the thing with Watkin is, and to a certain extent, Sam, Sam Cross, although it's only been it's only been one game, you know, I, th- I think Watkin's probably been earmarked from fairly early on. You know, we'd know yeah, he's capable of age age grade age grade age grade range um, and I think you know he would have been earmarked for, for success but at the same time you know I think the best game he's the best game he's had today is against Saracens the best side in Europe and I suppose that step up to international while it still is a step up you know there's, there's no better benchmark in in club rugby than, than away at Saracens really you know if you're able to put in that kind of a performance run those kind of angles play at that that intensity, then I think that's a good indicator for whether he's got the, you know, whether he's got the, the credentials yeah. to do it at an international level. Yeah, and that's that's the same reason why uh, you know they've had a Sam Cross is in there, isn't it? Because it's against Saracens. If that was against one of the some other team and he yeah. had a blind, he wouldn't be there. I don't yeah, think. If that's, so you know, if that's zebra, yeah, if that's zebra at home in the Pro Fourteen, he's not getting in, is he? No, no, not at all. Yeah, so. Just the the timing of that game was absolutely absolutely crucial, mm. wasn't it for his for his inclusion? But um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't sit too well with me personally. Scott being 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 left behind, um, it's a difficult it's a difficult one. That you'd have picked him then. 
yeah, I, 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 I would have had, I would have had him, I would have had him in there unless he has, they have had a, a conversation with him saying it's not, you know, it's not the case of, you know, if I firmly believe still that if we're going to the Six Nations, uh, Scott Williams is there. Mm. You know, there's just without, without a doubt, he's there. So I don't. I just can't see him really being. He's, he hasn't really been dropped. Then it, it's not or, or or not select. You know, uh, he has though because it's still an international series. I think if you, you were to ask Scott Williams, you know, regardless of whether it's Six Nations or it's or to international, this will. I, I think this will be hurting him. No yeah. doubt about it because you know he, he wants to play for Wales and he wants to he wants to play at the highest level. Yeah, he you will. Know, be, and plenty of New Zealand, South Africa, yeah. Australia. But it's the same as. It's the same as, as Jamie Roberts, really. He's a test match animal. We know what he can do. It might well be... He's, he's going to be probably called upon in the future. You know, he's not he's not that old. Mm. You know, um, the same with Luke Charteris. You know, unbelievable player. Absolutely. He's going to be... You know, he, he would he would definitely be in that... You know, definitely be involved. But um, again, they, we know what he can do. He'll step up and he'll give absolutely everything and be right up there in terms of... A, you know, a real test match animal mm. in second row. He's not in there because we know what he can do. So, I think part of that, anyway, is 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 linked to this squad. Um, uh, at least that's what I like to think. Anyway. All right. Let's uh, let's finish up on the the centres. I'm going to ask you in a minute who your pairing would be for that first game. Uh, but let's just quickly take a, a minute to talk about Hadley Parks. Now, as as you know, again, this probably hasn't come as that big a surprise. There's been a lot of rumours about this for a little while. You know, obviously he's kind of stated relatively recently he wanted to play for Wales and wanted to play international rugby. Three-year residency rule as it is at the moment. He's in the squad. Would you have picked him? The rules are there, so you know everyone else is doing it, and and uh, yeah, he's. He's he's a he's quite some player, isn't he? Mm. And I do I do feel that he's going to be really um, could be really important for us moving forward. He's um, he's very different to any of the centres we've got we've got currently, um, and I like the fact that for me moving forward we're not. It's been well reported now by this you know this ten twelve axis that everyone's talking about. Um, he he's a, he's. He's a different type of player, so he is a baller, but he's also he's also super direct. Mm. Um, he doesn't tend to get injured. He bounces off players. He seems to have sort of a, a head and, and body of steel, doesn't he? Um, and he's really important, I think, for the other play the other the other players around him. So he brings in the he, he's very cute at bringing in the wingers and the fullback. They all seem to be in tune, and know what he's doing. So he's he's some player, and you know. I don't know whether it's a good enough answer to say that everyone else is doing it, so we should. But you know, we don't. We we can't be left behind, can we? It's just hard to. It's hard to swallow when um, you know he's Scott Williams is is being left behind when they're teammates, and um, you know Scott's you know Welsh through and through, mm. and Hadley's uh, you know born in New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's that's difficult for me because actually, as you said before, you know, I don't know Hadley Parks. I've never spoken to him. And he might actually say, "Do you know what? I've loved playing here so much. This is home now. This is, this is where I want to. This is where I want to play." I think just all too often the three-year residency means that it makes it too easy for someone to kind of to switch allegiance, and that then becomes a question of, right? Well, it's it becomes much more like the club game where things are a lot more a lot more fluid, and that's the bit that that I kind of feel you know can water down um, international rugby a bit. 
So it's it's a complicated issue. I think most people admit that that five year rule is is going to be a welcome one, but I don't know why it's going to take so long to implement. Um, I'm sure there is some kind of logistical reason, but you know, I think if that is the case, then there was an extra two years on this. You know, Hadley Parks isn't going to be isn't going to be playing for Wales during that time, is he? You know, he'd yeah. be what thirty two by the time that rolls around. So three years is it's it's not long enough. I, I don't think it is, and um, you know, for me. I'd have just, I'd have picked Scott Williams. I'd, I'd have picked him and, and kept him in the squad. I think it's important, you know, looking at how much he's given to Wales over the years. I agree, he's not in sparkling form, but I also don't think he's in that bad a form. And I think to have him in the squad and then, you know, having competition replaces and, you know, him, I think it sends out a statement if he's in the squad and going, actually, you know, we're going with a different combination. We're trying someone else out now. Who um, would you drop then? I'd drop Hadley Parks and Scott Williams. Personally, um, you know, I got so much admiration for him as a player, um, and as I say, it's really, really difficult to know what his personal, you know, his personal kind of stances on, on this. And you know, I just, I, I just find it, I find it hard to kind of reconcile. Mm. I think as much as they can say that they're enjoying playing, and yeah, they, of course they're going to be enjoying it, aren't they? But it's not three years. Is you, you blinking? You've done three years mm. now, haven't you? Um, exactly. I mean, you could argue five years is too is is not enough, but. I just yeah, I just think you know it's it's always kind of, kind of goes right. Well, you know, would he rather be playing for New Zealand? And you kind of yeah, I think he, you know I think he would. And um, but I don't know that. You know, I don't know that. And so I certainly you know I certainly don't wish him um, wish him any bad luck with him. And I've got such a huge amount of time for him as a player. He's a wonderful player, and I, I do think Wales will benefit from from having him in the squad. I would just rather that you know we we're producing enough talent without having to look at. Um, you know, kind of project players, and uh, not that he came in specifically as a project player, but do you think there's anything in the fact in 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 the sort of the chat about um, him doing a lot for you know regional rugby in in Wales, so you know playing playing so well for the Scarlets and bringing other players, you know, you know, seeing you know, seeing seeing the the better side out of some of the guys um, in that in that Scarlets backline. Do you think there's a a case for is inclusion because of that? That shouldn't come into it. Um, I'm not sure it should come. You know, I think, again, if, if the five-year residency law is in place now, then it's irrelevant, isn't it? Because he's just simply not mm. he's simply not eligible. But I've no doubt that he gets the best out of the Scarlet's backs. There's no denying when you watch him play how, how crucial he is to them. And, you know, and he's a wonderful footballer and he brings out the best that, that's around him. So, you know, I've certainly got no, um, no contention with him um, in terms of in terms of his ability or what he's what he's able to bring out of the you know out of that that backline when they really get going. So yeah, I don't know. It's um, for me it, it is a tricky one, but you're quite right. Everyone else is doing it. You know, Bundyaki's going to make his debut for for Ireland. I I dare <laughs> say during the um, during the autumn. I just I just don't. Yeah, I, look, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of multinationalism is you know is a complicated issue. It's not a it's not a straightforward thing, and who am I to say what Hadley Parks feels? You know, if he if he really wants to play for Wales and he feels Welsh, then you know, then uh, then all the best to him and uh, and good luck to him. But yeah, there's no doubt in what a what an amazing player he is. Mm. Yeah, it'll be um, yeah, it's gonna be fascinating to see, you know, how much he actually actually features, you know, um, moving forward. Then. Mm. Yeah, it is, and, and obviously, as I say, he's, you know, he's only eligible for that one game, which would have come into my consideration. As well, 
that he's only got you know he's only going to be available for that South Africa South game. Africa, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I would be very surprised if he doesn't feature uh, in that game. Prior to that, though, just to finish up on the squad announcement, uh, we've got a game against Australia first up. Uh, they have a habit of catching us cold. I was there last year moaning relentlessly because we were absolutely awful. If you're picking that side, Dan, who's your who's your uh, 12, 13 axis? Oh, go on, let's go 10, 12, 13, shall we? Bigger at 10. Mm-hmm. I go with Owen Williams at 12 and JD 13. Gosh, really, that's why I'm going exactly the same. You're going the same? Yeah, yeah. I, I am. Yeah, I mean, Priestland's been in... in you know, uh, excellent form, but Dan Bigger hasn't, you know, hasn't really put a foot wrong as he was, he was outstanding with the Lions. Mm, I, thought he was, um, yeah. I mean, we both said, we thought he was, un- he was unlucky really not mm. to get a, you know, not to get a, a starting spot for the Lions really, it was just happened to be that Farrell and, you know, Sexton were, were awesome as well, weren't they? But, um, so we can't, you can't drop him, can you? Uh, Priestland has been great, but you, you can't. No, I, d- I don't think you can. And actually, yeah, you know, we should mention here on, you know, Rich Priestland's recall as well, because that is, number of significant points on that one again is the signal to to show more attacking intent you know he's a very much more a um a distributing 10 you know his passing game is fantastic we all know that when wales were playing their best uh, rugby under gatland he was you know he was pulling the strings at a playmaker at 10 uh you know again scarlet's fans will tell you how crucial he was um when he was playing there and what a fantastic footballer he is and I think Bath fans would tell you the same now you know he stepped in and filled George Fu- uh, George Fu- oh god I'm really struggling my words tonight aren't I George Ford's boots uh, with you know with, with pretty much with, with relative ease so that's the first thing I think is his ball playing ability secondly you know it's good to see him back because he had a torrid time mm. and you know I, I just found I found it so bizarre that they kept they kept selecting him when he was clearly out of form, and at that point, I think Bigger had improved rapidly and was was ready to to take up that position. Um, so you know, I, I don't think he was expecting this call up. In fact, he said as much as much so recently. So yeah. uh, you know, I think fair play to you know just getting your head down, working, recovering your form, and, and earning a recall. I think that sends out a positive message. Yeah, it's going to be great to see him back in back in that ten shirt, isn't he? And he has played twelve as well, so you know it's worth it's I don't worth like mentioning twelve that. at all. Yeah, but he has, but he has played there, isn't he? So yeah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna pick him at twelve against Australia, surely, with Foley and and Curtly Beal in the in the centres. I think, I think you've got to pick, you. I think you've got to pick a strong defensive lineup in there, actually. And you know, I, I think Owen Williams played enough, you know, played enough rugby in the centre to to be able to do that alongside John Fox. I think Dan Biggers played. You know his defence is one of the is one of the strong parts of his game. So, you know, I, I don't think yeah. you, I don't think you'd, you'd look at Priestland as a twelve, would you? I think if anything, you'd move bigger to twelve. And I don't like him at twelve either. Yeah, there's, I don't know. Pre, yeah, Priestland his 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 passing game is just is just so good, isn't it? Now he's got that controlling element as well. His kicking is brilliant as well, isn't it? He's, he's his percentage has gone through the roof since he. Uh, He's been talking about change, he changed his kicking team, didn't he? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing him back in a in a in a in a Welsh shirt. But it's just that that twelve. If we are gonna go down this 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 route now, having a proper baller at, in that position, then I don't know. He's he's somebody that um, 
he's somebody that may well may well do a job there. It's just it's a case of we don't know, do we? Until we until they they're slotted in there. That said, yeah, and also again, you know, we've said that who would have predicted even a week ago that Sam Cross would be in the side. So you never you know you never know, never write it off that there could be uh, there could be a big curveball uh, against Australia. We just don't. Don't know, uh, don't know at this stage. Let's have a look back at the the weekend's uh, fixtures now, and we're going to start with uh, the Ospreys and Dragons, which was Friday night. Uh, pretty competitive affair, I thought, and obviously the Ospreys running out bonus point winners in the end. Um, did you enjoy this one, Dan? Yeah, I did enjoy this game. It was um, it was a, it was a ding dong of a game, wasn't it? Um, it was sort of sort of same old, same old, really, wasn't it? With um, with the dragons, you know, huge amount of heart and mm. effort, but just you know, when you looked at the bench, you kind of you didn't you only needed to look at the squads really before they took to the took to the field to have a a fair a fair idea of where this was you know where this game was going to be won and you know won and lost really. Um, do you think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I do. It's no secret that dragons squad is isn't particularly strong and they're not able to call upon um, you know call upon much experience from the bench a couple of injuries as well early on which which were kind yeah, of didn't forced help, did changes it? you know Tyler going off definitely wouldn't have helped um, but that is you know that is rugby now you know you've got to um, you've got to have a squad that's able to to deal with injuries throughout the season you've got to be able to react to injuries during the game you've got to have Strong, you know. I know we hate using that expression, finishers, but you've got to have people who can come on and make an impact off the bench. And the way things have been, you know, with with Dragons over the last couple of years, is we've not been able to do that. I think the encouraging bit. We'll come on to the Ospreys in a sec, but the encouraging bit is the spirit that that keeps coming. And I think the the backline has, has really impressed me. Backline, yeah, backline looked looked really dangerous at times, didn't it? I mean, there was. They look significantly better than the Ospreys. I was going to say, I, mean, I, I wouldn't swap really our did. back line for theirs. No, I mean, with the exception of... Uh, well, we'll come on to the Ospreys, shall we, in a bit? But, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I was going to say, with the exception of, uh, of Sam, Sam Davis running some, some tight lines mm. off, off, off nine, um, and, um, you know, Ashley Beck making a couple, of, a couple of breaks, they were absolutely clueless. They were... Um, their attack... Their attack play, they were caught. They were caught between a couple of a couple of different uh, uh, different ways they wanted to play, and neither, none of them worked. They were they were clueless. I thought. All right. Well, actually, gone. It seems as soon as you're using words like clueless, let's stick with the Ospreys for a bit. We'll come back to the Dragons. Actually, I found I found that they look really blunt in attack. I know it's, it seems really strange to say that when they've especially gone on a after, bonus point, especially bonus after point the Saracens. Time. They were they were. Well, and and against the Saracens because they looked really great. They were yeah. mixing it up between wide, you know, they're playing a wide game, they were playing a tight game, and they just got it completely wrong in this. Do you think they've turned a corner, or was well, that Osprey? Back. Was that Osprey's game? Uh, sorry, was that Saracens game a one-off? Certainly, certainly looks to be a one-off um, because they've they've gone back again against the Dragons. They were poor. I thought they were they were particularly poor. Why is that though? I mean, what has what's happened? When, you know, when you they were playing such kind of instinctive. Well managed, like you say, that balance between spreading it and keeping it tight just seemed to be right on the money against the best side in Europe. And then against the Dragons, they've they've struggled to to go on and replicate that. I don't know what it is with the Ospreys. Part of me does wonder whether it's upstairs with them. 
whether or not they sort of tend to switch off against, um, you know, it's hard to imagine that they'd switch off in a derby game because these are the games, aren't they? But, you know, the way in which they played against the Saracens was, was they were sublime, really. Mm. They, they were absolutely outstanding. And then I was just so disappointed with them against the Dragons. They were really poor. I thought the, drag, the Dragons looked like a far more uh, threatening side. Um, but just when the, you know, when the injuries, when the injuries came and then, you know, tired legs, um, sort of kicked in, they weren't able to, they weren't able to play at the same pace as they, as they, as they were. But you imagine if the Dragons had a bench that was, that was strong and they were able to bring on players that didn't really affect, um, because they basically have to change their, their, the gate, the way in which they play as soon as the bench comes on. They're just literally, Mm. there's not a great deal happening then. You know, there's a lot of heart, you know, you, 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 you can't fault their 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 effort, but they can't play the way they want to play. A couple of injuries and it, it's it's gone. So the, the the Ospreys have have really got to got to go back to uh, go back to basics and look at how they want to play, because they there's lots and lots of confusion. Um, there there really is, and they yeah. wouldn't have been they wouldn't have scored the tries that they scored unless there was a there was those couple of runs from from. From Sam, you know, from Sam Davis, only short little lines, but he was the only one. Yeah, I, I tell you, what, I thought there. Were, yeah, I agree. I, I think he was one of the. He was one of the few. I think you're right. There was a couple of nice touches from Ashley Beck, and I thought Dan Evans came looking for a lot of work off mm. off the wing, and it kind of makes you think. I wonder why they haven't used him more in that capacity because he's actually, you know, he can play ten. Dan Evans, he, you know, when they when they signed him from us, he'd. He's played a fair amount of rugby that season before at 10. And you just think, actually, why don't you utilise that a yeah. bit more just to give you that option? Because yeah. all too often, it seemed as though Bigger was looking up, even the, even when he was deep, and he had a forward yeah. he had a forward next to him. Well, and you've got a lot of work to do from there. And it's kind of, it's, it's telegraph from the Dragons. And, you know, they were able to then just defend and defend and have lots of, you know, lots of heart and spirit. But then, as you say, as the game wore on, they were just able to, they were able to outlast it. Yeah, if if the dragons were able to to play, so early on they played, they were in the wide channels, weren't mm. they? They looked they looked quite threatening, and then as the game, that stat's been banded around, isn't it? They made some like a hundred tackles mm. in the first twenty minutes. That's an unbelievable amount of tackles. So when they're wanting to play this wider game, they're just going to be they're going to be zonked, aren't they? The, the tired legs, tired minds. So they they looked great then, but they couldn't keep it going. And the Os- the Ospreys early on, they had that 20 phase, 26 phase attack with Alan Wynne Jones taking the ball out mm. on the far right. Um and then Bigger ended up being Running pushed in touch, pushed yeah. into touch. There was no penetration. And that, that that went throughout the game, as we said a million times apart from Sam D um and Ashley Beck making one or two breaks and then uh, you know Mr you know, your man um Dan Evans mm. who's he played every game, hasn't he? This this season, um, he always makes some some runs. Apart from that, um, they were they were they were they, they were just look like awful. a lack of imagination, really. Yeah, they did, especially when you compare them to the the uh, Scarlets when they had lots of different systems going up. Actually, scrap the Scarlets when you look at the yeah, compared to the Dragons, really. Yeah. If you looked at if you looked at the, the the sets of play, um, the Dragons were far more advanced. They all knew what they were doing, and the Ospreys didn't. They just had um, more power, um, and the bench made a, made an impact, um, and that was the difference, wasn't it? Yeah, and it t- was. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tell you what. While we're on the while we're on the bench, player who stood out for me coming off the bench. I know. 
Rob McCusker. Yes, I was going to say. Rob McCusker. That I great thought, hair rolling back. Yeah, A, like a real Philip Schofield look going on <laughs> yeah. with his yeah. with his salt and pepper. Mature hair. But uh, you know what? I thought he made a massive difference there, actually. You know, and again, totally he's, agree. probably not, it's not like bringing a, you know, really fashionable, big international off the, I know he's a, you know, he's a, he's a capped player, but, you know, he's a real kind of gnarly, um, seasoned regional pro. And, you know, he's, he's been a bit of a periphery figure since being at the Ospreys, to be honest, but I thought he had a fantastic game. Uh, I thought he made a massive difference. Just show, you know, again, when you saw that, um, when you saw the rolling more, which I thought the Dragons defended pretty well during the game. When you saw that heading towards the touchline, you've got him just controlling it and bringing it back in. Just showed showed his experience and showed his class there. I thought he made a massive amount of difference off the bench. And I don't know when his contract's up, but if it's up in the summer, I'd quite happily take him at the Dragons. Yeah, I yeah, I, I marked him down. Yeah, he, he made a massive, massive difference, didn't he? They, even, even the Ospreys forwards couldn't get any uh, go forward and he... He was instant, wasn't he? As soon as he, as soon as he came on, um, so uh, yeah, maybe we'll see a little bit more of him moving forward. I thought, also thought that the Ospreys, at quite often at times, their forwards were com- were in the wrong the wrong places in the back in the in the back line, mm. which just meant that any speed the Os- the Ospreys were so slow with the ball, um, it was so easy to see what they were doing, and you know it was little wonder really that the the Dragons made so many tackles um, without the the Ospreys actually scoring. Because if you look at the, the the possession they had, they but they were just running. They were straight up, straight mm. up runners each time, just bish bash bosh, weren't they? No, no dummy runs or anything. And Haberfield, I thought, had a poor game. I think, um, especially compared to how good he was the week before. Yeah, he, he you could see when you you could see from watching it from uh, you know from the TV. Just there was times when he he was he was passing out the wrong way, mm. and then at t- other times he needed to switch the play because. The dragons were set on the one side, and they were in a little bit of disarray on, say, the left-hand side. And he just kept on going the same yeah. way, same way, same way, same way, same way. It's kind of like Wales of old, and you were going round the yeah. side. I said it before, you know, the the comparisons there between the Ospreys and and Wales when they're not playing particularly fluid rugby, I think, are very, very similar. You know, it, it you know what's you know what's going to happen, and you know, fair play, they got the result on on Friday night, but. I do think they're going to need, you know, they're going to need more to get throughout the rest of this season because they need, yeah, they need more of their European form versus what they're what they're doing in the league because otherwise they're not going to make the playoffs at this rate. No, no, loads of work to do. That's right, uh, and actually, just to just to finish on the dragons here because I know we, we tended to put a positive spin on this because I think all in all, it's a it's a positive story what's happening at the dragons, and uh, we'll come to a bit of um, a bit of kind of transfer news later on. But I did think at points the kicking game was the was the one area of the backs that, that let them down. I think there was some loose kicking from from scrum half. We saw Gav Henson um, shank one out as well. Mm. And when you're making that number of tackles, you just need to be a bit smarter and, and get your exit strategy yeah. right. And I think they mentioned it in the commentary on Friday night. But that was one thing that the Ospreys the Ospreys definitely had over us is when we you know when we were putting them under a bit of pressure and they did they did retrieve the ball in their twenty two. They made good yards. And made it difficult for us to do anything else again. Whereas actually, even when we managed to turn the ball over after phase of phase of tackling, we couldn't get enough distance on the kicks, or it was there wasn't enough on the kick for us to for us to be able to contest it. So again, I think in those situations you've got to you've you know you've got to move things on because otherwise 
you know, you are just going to get more and more tired. Yeah, as a forward, it's the last thing you want to see, isn't it? With a you know a kick, a kick being punted out, or um, you know, poor kick from nine where there's no there's no kick chase straight to uh, you know straight to Dan Evans or or, or Sam Davis. Sa- I thought yeah, Sam Davis kicked well, didn't he? Mm. Found space. Um, but yes, they've got to sort. Yeah, you know, Dragons have got to sort that out because they're just piling more and more pressure on themselves, and this is the last thing they need. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Munster away next for the Dragons. Uh, That's an easy one there, then. Yeah. The big one for me here, team selection. You're Bernard Jackman. What are you doing here, Dan? You uh, you rest rest your top boys. Uh, you, you said that about the Ospreys, yeah. way. Yeah, I know. You, I knew you'd bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd do the same here, surely. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I think that, look, we just said that, that the squad isn't... Um, the squad isn't big enough and, and strong enough at the moment. Um, I think especially with a load of, you know, with Wales call-ups, which is fantastic news, you know, the likes of Elliot D and, and Leon Brown, Hallam Amos, uh, Tyler Morgan, I think I've missed one out there, Corey Hill, all heading off to all heading off to, to train with the Wales squad. Amos played well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was terrific, actually. He's, you know, he's, he's playing really well. He looks really comfortable at full-back, actually. I've never been sure whether he's a full-back or a wing. Um, you know which one of the two is his best position, but he did look really yeah, good. At I like back. him. Just he has that little bit more time on the ball. Yeah, he's just a he's a really gifted gifted player, isn't he? Um, always makes the right decisions. Re- you know, generally. Um, I think he always looks a threat as well. So um, yeah, he, he played really well. But yeah, I, team selection. You know, it's it's going to be a difficult one because you don't want to see a side get pumped there. But I think any of those fifty fifty calls, you've got to you know. I just can't. I can't, to, I can't see what's going to happen. Got to focus on those home. Got to focus on those home games. Yeah, yeah. With that squad, you have you have to. Yeah, I don't, it's not. That's not being negative. It's just being pragmatic and sensible, really. Okay. And Ospreys, they're away at Edinburgh. Which, again, I, am I right saying that? I think I'm right in saying that. Um, which is, you know, certainly no. Um, it's certainly no easy fixture, is it? No, it's not an easy game going going over there now with. Uh, you know, Cockrell, he's targeting the home games, isn't he? A little bit like the Dragons are. Um, I just, I just want to see a, a you know, a, a, a lot, a better performance really from from the Ospreys. It was so disappointing, and they've got the players there. That's the, that's the most frustrating thing, I think. If you're a, if you're an Ospreys fan, is that the, the the personnel there? They they're good enough to be playing a, a better brand. They've shown it on quite, a, they've shown it on a couple of occasions. You know, why can't they repeat? The uh, or get close to the way in which they play against the Saracens, and if they if they play like that, they'll beat most sides. Do you think they'll get the win at Edinburgh? I can't see them getting it. No, no, I think it'll be a loss. Scarlets versus the Blues. Then let's have a look at that. Right, um, we've already spoken about Adley Parks already. I think he, you know, from a rugby point of view, he showed what an intelligent player he is. I thought he was fantastic again on on Saturday night. Got that opening try. Just seems to know exactly where the space is, and and uh, and makes you know, makes those makes those killer breaks or that that little offload. There's nothing he can't do. I think you're right. Was, his kicking game was, yeah, was lovely kicking, as well. His kicking game is great. I think you've said the only question mark for him at international level is potentially pace, but you know I guess we'll we'll find that out in December anyway. Um, but yeah, I thought he was really really impressive again. Um, likewise, Steph Evans just shows no sign of. Slowing up whatsoever, does he? No, what a player! He's involved. Anything good that comes from the uh, Scarlet, he's pretty much involved with, isn't he? And again, he's somebody that's got ev- he's got everything, isn't he? You know, it's great kick. We saw a, saw a lovely kicking mm. game from him, didn't we? 
Um, I think you forget. So hungry he, as well. I think you forget he has that ability to to play fullback because we've seen him so much with that number eleven shirt on. You forget, you know, he's he's played um, a lot of rugby when he was younger at fifteen, and I think that does show because I think he's got a real footballer's brain. You know, it's, it's tempting to look at him just as that that fantastic finisher and the great step and the the flair that he's got, but he has got a you know a real um, a real intelligence. Yeah. And I think, again, he showed that with a little kick inside for, for Jonathan Evans' try. That's the kind of stuff that I'm really excited about, seeing him in a Wales shirt. And that's the stuff that has, you know, that's proven so, um, you know, such a great addition to the to the Scarlets, um, yeah. to the Scarlets back line over the past couple of seasons. It's so refreshing to see such a bright rugby player, isn't mm. it, playing? Because uh, you can see that, yeah, you see that he's played in a number of different positions, the way in which he... he he comes into the uh, comes into the game off nine ten. Um, he comes in every single channel, doesn't he? He's involved in at some point during the game, and that's not easy to do. And his timing of his running is great. He always beats the first man, and just tends to make the right decision time and time, you know, time and time again. Um, he's he's so crucial to the Scarlets, and he's he's got he's going to be crucial for Wales, isn't he, moving forward? I think so, and. With the squad that's been announced and with, you know, injury to not, he's going to get a proper run at it this time, I feel. You know, I can't see, you know, there'll be uproar if he's not if he's not picked on the left wing for Wales in that first game. And I think he's really going to, I think he's really going to show what he's capable of. You know, we really struggled to unlock defences for a number of seasons now. And he's exactly the kind of player, he's got great feet. And what I love about him is he's not looking for contact. And when he is in contact, he's going to free his arms up and look to offload. And, you know, we've seen all kinds of, you know, fantastic bits of just intuition, you know, stuff right down the touchline is wrong. <laughs> How does he get the balls yeah, out from you? Know, it was a, the slightest of knock-ons when Scott Williams went over. There was uh, the, that offload the other week. Yeah, when, um, crazy. When he was just in touch. Uh, sorry, when it was just a... Um, which, I can't remember which game that was now, but uh, yeah, going back a, a couple of weeks ago, well, it, reversed Wonders, it. it was almost like a yeah. basketball. Scene. I think it was the Ospreys game, wasn't it? Yeah, Where, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just it's the, the back of the... the confidence to do that as yeah. well. I absolutely and love his determination as well. With, with that little dink through, with a Scott Williams mm. try that was deep, that was uh, as he knocked it on, didn't he? Yeah. It's just he's so determined to get there, isn't he? And you can see that with everything he everything he does. You know, the pass that he gives is going to get there. The you know his kicking game. Um, he's going to break a tackle. He just does everything with. He's he's, he's like Liam, isn't he? It's it's, it's a hundred and ten percent every mm. single time, and you can't keep him down, can you? Can't stop him. And he's a very different player to Liam, but you're right in it's terms that, of that determination, that mentality, yeah. yeah, that kind of sense of self belief yeah. and determination. I think. And how exciting is it to have you know those two those two boys? You know, Liam at fifteen. You know, let's hope and pray that he's going to be playing fifteen, and then Steph on the wing. You know, I mean, I'm excited now. Yeah, I would. I would love to see that. Actually, yeah, Steph, Steph on yeah. the wing, and and Liam at fifteen. You just think that actually, that will strike a bit of fear into uh, into any of the any of the sides yeah. we're playing. You know, and I include New Zealand in that because yeah, we're not going to know what they're going to do. Because we know what you know. We know what Liam's capable of, and, and New Zealand would have seen that in the Lions tour. You know, I, I just think that attacking threat. I would love to see. Yeah, um, I think with with having Steph as well because he has played fifteen. We can have, we can we can have Liam. At, at 15 then because we're, in the past where we've had North and yeah. Cuthbert on the wings they're not as good rugby players anywhere near so 
their defense they've both got major defensive frailties but with Steph Evans because he's a good reader of the game it means that Liam can play at 15 and he can he can just go about his you know go about that natural just 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 literally do what he wants to do and uh, Steph will sweep at times so that's I'm just so excited by that yeah I, I am as well um I suppose on the this probably wasn't the most fluent Scars performance that we've seen. No. I think there was a lot of a lot of lovely stuff that we've come to expect. One thing I was going to ask you though is, is do they need to temper their game a bit? You know, we saw a an absolute gift of a try for, for Lloyd Williams with Johnny McNichol dancing on his own line. And you you know, you kind of say, Well, I think you're faced with that decision. Is this the way that Scarlets are gonna play? And you just have to go with it and it's going to be exciting. There's going to be some, you know, there's going to be some moments like that. Or do they need to show a bit more game management and a bit more kind of knowing when it's on and when it's not? If if they want to win, if they want to win more games, and then if they come against better opposition, then they will they will come up they will come unstuck from playing that sort of that game where they want to just run it from run it from everywhere. I think the McNichol, you know, McNichol hasn't made. Hasn't made uh, many errors this no. year. This year, but when he when he was first there, he was he'd make a couple of howlers a game. Um, but yeah, they've got to, they've got to wise up a little bit, I think. Um, and it's it's not they've got they've got the people there to play that tight game, haven't they? And just be a little bit more sensible and, and uh, in in certain areas. And you know, you look at the All Blacks; they don't play football from everywhere, do they? No, it's a, it's a good point. They'll just... play it when it's on, and the Scarlets are never going to be like that. They're going to always want to. If 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 there's a 50-50, they're going to want to run it. But we're not asking. I don't think we're. I don't think we're. We're not saying that, are we? They, we want them to run in those you know situations. But when it's when it's when it's not on, they've got they've got to just uh, be sensible with it. I just wonder though that that sense of belief that they've got in the whole of the side is that as a byproduct the fact that they're basically told by the coaches, just go for it. You know back yourself it's on kind of the opposite of what people were saying about the Wales squad in recent years and you know you're chastised for making an error is this the opposite where they're just going look you score you score four tries we'll score five yeah. well it could be it's a difficult I suppose it's a difficult thing maybe to coach isn't it to say look we're because they must be saying to them we'll back you you do what you want to do in, in, in whatever position on the park mm. if they suddenly change that and bring in you know in this you know in, a, in the 22 for instance you, you know this is this is the way we want you to this is the way we want you to play. So that almost it's almost like a, a computer generated mm. approach, then, isn't it? You know, I don't think you can afford to do that in this in rugby in this day and age now. I, I think no. we've gone we've gone through that the you know the pre prescribed stuff. I don't think you can get away with that. You, no, you have to look up and see what's on. Yeah, you do, but that's where you need. That's where the 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 sort of maturity of your ten and nine is absolutely important because they're the ones ultimately that are gonna you know if it's on. The nine, you know, the nine is either passing it, kicking it, or or the or the same with the ten. So it's it's got to come down to that nine and ten. And I that's think it's where... more than that. I think everyone's got to be able to do. It. Everyone's got to be able to read the game, particularly, you know, definitely in the backs. But I think really everyone's got to be able to look up and know. Well, I mean, know, I mean when they, decisions. I mean when they're, you know, when they're playing, they're going on sort of on plays when mm. it it's not really on. Yeah, invariably it's starting with it's starting with the nine and yeah, ten. Yeah, of course. Um, and it's just for me, it's just a slight tweak, really. It's just a little bit more composure that come, needs to come in for, come in in Patchell's game. Um, he's he's got everything there, and it's just 
He just needs to fine-tune that and he'll be absolutely complete there. All right then, Cardiff Blues. You can't, I mean, the scoreline, they could have They could have actually won this game. You know, despite, I don't, I don't think they played particularly well. Um, no. But they were in it. You know, Halaholo um, got very close to scoring before well, he actually, before he did, you know, before he dropped it over the line. line. But yeah, he dropped the, the ball earlier on. You had, a bit of stupidity from Nick Williams. What was he doing? Part. God knows. The ball was there. Is he tired, do you think? No, I just, I just think a rush of blood to the head and he's gone and he's, you know... I, I think with Nick Williams as well, you know, he's a player who's been playing for a long time. Early part of his career, you know, in 10, probably even seven or eight years ago, you're getting away with that. You're yeah. getting away with that. He can win or lose a game for you, can't he, though, Nick? I mean, yeah. I just think that was that was a really really tough decision. I'm a big fan of his actually. I think he's he's massively important to them. But that was uh, that was a moment of stupidity. And and with you know those things, it would have been a much a much tighter game. I think. So don't know, it's, it's difficult to know what to make of this for Blues. Yeah, Blues also got um, hit with injuries in the early on. You know, Jarrod took an absolute I think that's whack, like a didn't massive he? Difference. I mean, yeah. You know, he took a whack. How on earth? You know, that's what's saying about Hadley Parks. He just, he just, he just bounces off, doesn't right, he? Yeah, I, yeah, I think that was a nasty head clash. Wasn't it, really? like, yeah. yeah, but it, it, yeah, I mean, he, he, you know, he's fine, and uh, yeah. old, but old Jared, so hopefully, hopefully, he's all right. But then you had the front row change as well, didn't yeah. you? Um, and the momentum sort of came out of Cardiff. I thought they were they they were looking pretty dangerous at times, um, but a key point, yeah, those sort of, you know those sort of forced injuries and then um, Nick Williams doing, mm. doing the, the stupid you know being absolutely stupid um, just killed it for, for for the Blues who were who weren't great they made a lot of errors but they did look sharp at times what are the positives for you for the Blues uh, are there it, any it's 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 difficult really to say to actually pull out I think who you know sort of players that that, that, that played well um, it was a it was a real sort of mishmash, really. Um, I think they, at times they looked they looked dangerous, but then equally at other points they were really really lacklustre. Um, so for me, they just got to they just, they got to cut their error count out. Mm. Really, that that's what absolutely killed them. So it was it was mainly their errors. Um, put them under pressure. They put they put themselves under pressure because I thought I actually thought that both sides weren't great. Mm. Throughout the game, um, and if they cut those out, they c- it could have been could have been a different story. I thought the Blues, you know, before the game, I tipped the Blues to actually to actually win that. You know, they had two good game, two two good wins beforehand, and they just it was just silly. You know, mm. Danny Wilson must be so frustrated with the way in which they played, and he said afterwards, didn't he, that he was, um, you know, he was happy with the way in which they sort of tried to come back into the game, but they didn't need to be in that position where they were so far behind, really. Because the Scarlets weren't great on that mm. day, so it was one that they could have they could have had that. Yeah, I, yeah, I think there, there was. I think you're right. Basically, there was a lot of errors from both sides, and that kind of culminated in the the score swing. So you know, Cardiff Blues coming back into the coming back into the game was largely as a result of of Scarlets taking their foot off the the pedal a bit, but also in the first half, I think that the Scarlets built that lead up largely because there was a lot of errors from. Um, from Cardiff side in there too. Again, I thought Thomas Williams impressed me on on a positive note. I've I've been really um, yeah. You've been you like him. I'm you? a big fan. I just think he's really really sharp. He's got that. Um, he looks to me like a cross between Gareth Davis and and Reece Webb. I think yeah. he's got that 
that instinct that both of those players have to really want to go a lot of the time. Would you have had him in the Welsh squad? I would have, yeah. He'd have been my yeah. third choice. Who would you have, yeah. who would, who would you have, who would you have replaced? Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, again, I, I do like, I like Alan Davis. I think he's a fine player, but I don't think he's been, he's not going to play a monster amount of rugby. But my, mind you, then again, you know, Thomas Williams has been second choice nine for a, for a large part of this season. So, yeah, personally, that would have been my, I would have gone for him because I'd want to see a, see that, see a different option at, at nine and go. He okay, is very right. different as well, isn't he? He's so nippy. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, um, I, I don't know, I just think he's got that kind of, that ruthless instinct and, and kind of knows where, knows how to make breaks and, and make things happen, which I think is, you know, is, is an invaluable kind of thing. So, Was was there any um, parts of, Car- of of the Blues, Cardiff Blues play that you, you were particularly impressed by? We've gone through the Scarlets, obviously at length, but, I think it was quite disjointed actually so it's kind of hard to say that it any hard, particular element yeah. went well which is you know a contrast to how they've been playing the previous two weeks because you don't get results like that against Toulouse away from home if you're not putting together uh, you know a really strong all-round performance so I, I didn't think it was a massive amount that you know that you could kind of sit there and go right well that went well because they just it was a very stop-start performance from them so to me it was kind of a few individual um, a few individual performances that that kind of really stood out um, rather than actually kind of being able to sit there and say, right, this facet of the game went really, really well for them. So, yeah, I think it's, it's difficult and I think they'll be frustrated because, you know, we've. I think there'll have been a fair amount of confidence going into that game. Although it's Scarlet's away, I think they will have been looking forward to it off the back of their two European performances. Yeah. It, yeah, the, the, I don't think the um, Cardiff Blues can be too, too hard on themselves, can they? Because it's a... It's a We've got to remember that it's a really difficult place to go, isn't it? Against a side that is playing well, and even when they play sort of average, mm. they do some brilliant things. I mean, the Scarlets, there I am saying, you know, I didn't think they were brilliant, but some of the stuff they did was outstanding. You know, Patchell's cross kick, just yeah. literally dropping it onto his foot. It, it, there was there was there was quite a few passages that were beautiful, weren't they? I loved that little. Um, the Gareth Davis set off, yeah, and um, Steph Evans was running really on his tails. Just that it just literally offloaded to him. It didn't you know? It didn't come to anything fantastic, but the te- the the te- they really sort of upped things, didn't it? And allowed them then to get quick ball. Um, they do some really clever stuff. The Scarlet still played some some good stuff. I think we've just come to expect it now, haven't we? Really? Yeah, yeah. And so you can you can fall into the trap of saying you know, the Scarlet's win great only because they've been you know mercurial uh, in a lot of their games, mm. haven't they? So yeah, but. Um, they weren't. Um, I don't think. I don't think either of the derbies were as good a games as we've seen then. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think they were as as good as the previous set of derbies. I think they were probably much more entertaining. And but you know, the, such is uh, such is the Pro Fourteen. Next week, Scarlets are at home to Benetton. Bit of a you know kind of semi dress rehearsal for the for the European games, which are you know if the Scarlets are to stand any chance of getting out of that pool, they're going to have to. They're going to have to win. Uh, how do you expect that one to play out? Scarlet's comfortable winners there. Okay. And the Blues, they're at home to Zebra. Will that be a, a return to winning ways? Yeah, win. You get a W for the Blues there. Bonus point? Yeah, bonus point win. Right, well, I think I think both sides are, both sides will take that going into <laughs> going into next week. Short shout. We'll find out soon enough. Uh, other news, so just a bit of a roundup from uh, from kind of other stuff that's going on this week. And there's been quite a lot of things. Starting with the transfer rumours, 
double are you saying you know this is a story that's broken today sunday uh, so kind of broken over the weekend and this is in relation to george north double are you saying that they're prepared to kind of bankroll his return to uh to welsh shores first off where's he heading <laughs> where's he headed um well he's been there's been a lot of chat on social, isn't there, about back to back to the Scarlets. Mm. Um, Dragons has been mentioned. Yeah. I could see him coming to the Dragons, actually. Could you? Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. I, I can't see it to be honest. I think I think it will be Scarlets or Ospreys, and I think actually I I don't know. I, I think it might it might be Ospreys. Yeah. yeah. Just got just got a feeling around this. I, you know I don't know. It's it's difficult to know, isn't it? Because he's you know obviously he's played for he's played for the Scarlets, and you wonder whether would he go and join the Ospreys. I think you know although the, although there is a rivalry there, you know he's a he's kind of a North Walian boy, isn't he? Really, so I don't mm. know. Um, that's just what I'm guessing. That's just that's just pure kind of instinct guessing that. Yeah, I do. Do um, do you like the sound of uh, of North coming back? WRU, you know. Yeah, of course. You know, I, th- I think he he's such a high-profile player. You know, it's, it's kind of similar to Halfpenny in a way that, you know, you're so used to seeing him in a Wales shirt but not playing his club rugby here that I think it would I think definitely be a boost, you know, for uh, for any side that he ends up at because he's a class player. I don't think he's, you know, he hasn't reached the, the dizzying heights of where he was in 2013 yet. But you know, I really do hope he can kind of come back to come back to that level for for Wales. I, it'd just be a good thing to have him uh, to have him playing in this country. I think because he's you know he's he's done so much um, he's done so much in a, in a at a young age. You know, we forget he you know, he's he for Wales at eighteen. He's only twenty five now. Uh, that it would be fantastic to see him um, him playing his trade in Wales mm. again. I think, and you know. I, I, I don't see. I don't see there being a bad side of it personally. Yeah. I, I think it'd be good. I think it sends out a positive message. Um, I think com- commercially, it's, it's it, yeah, it, it makes sense. You've got to it? bear because that in mind as well. The the huge numbers of youngsters that um, will be George North, you know, George North fans. Yeah. Um, whether or not you know he's playing, you know, great rugby or not, he's he's a he's a he's a figure, isn't he? Of course. And that's what we need. Those types of types of players to be in and around to give that buzz to to say, you know. Uh, whether it's the you know young girls or or mm. young boys that say you know dad you know dad or mum I want to go and I want to go and watch George play yeah because that's exactly. what that's what will happen when it and then they'll pull their mates and it goes on from there but it also shows the way in which the WU are probably going to go doesn't it in terms of bringing bringing back the the more established players um, which is a complete role reversal mm. of what's been going on of late do you find it strange though that they would be looking to put money into you know, a player who's essentially not going to be captured by this new. Um, well, that's the shift, isn't it? But this is. But again, do you not think that actually? Well, hang on a minute. Is this? You know, there's a player who, you know, if Northampton want to keep him, you could let him. You could let them pick up the tab for you. Again, just playing devil's advocate. You could let them pick up the tab for you, and you could reinvest that money elsewhere. Or is it more important to have him back? Just to promote, you know, to to promote whatever club he's at, to bring uh, to bring youngsters into to kind of want to come and watch it. Yeah, I think it's important for what we're trying to do now, which is have the 
you know the the, the strongest um, and and sort of biggest names, I suppose, of, of in Welsh rugby in playing playing uh, in Wales, mm. then that's what it's more about, isn't it? So we need to get the you know need to get the best players back playing in Wales, even though um, you know I see what you're saying about them you know them paying his wages and they're still being able to play for play for Wales. I think it's more about protecting the the regional game in Wales, um, and then keeping the it'll you know by having those top boys involved it'll attract it'll keep the younger boys there because there's not so much of a need then is there to go and play you know go and play in the other the other leagues because you've got the top boys around you well yeah i mean there's always the financial thing you know if if that big financial carrot gets kind of gets kind of dangled it's hard to it's hard to resist yeah but if our teams are playing if our teams are playing better yeah. and then commercially they're able to, they're to able really to, sort of they're able to pay better leverage anyway, that yeah. yeah then 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 you know the rev you know the the money we can pay increases but i said it's a we could go in different ways on this yeah. because it's so difficult to 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 look at then there's you know george north coming back takes a spot from a young you know a young welsh wing of which we've got lots mm. so then it's because we've only got four regions haven't we so it's not easy. There's lots of hypotheticals. I'm sure this we'll we'll have a we'll have a, we'll have to have some separate pods on these. I think we might have to, and yeah, as I said, lots of hypothetical questions within this. Let me um, let me finish on one then. If you were the Welsh Rugby Union, and you had the option of bringing George North back to any region, or you had the option of leaving George play for Northampton and using that money to buy Reese Webb out of his contract or get Reese Webb to renege on his deal with Toulon and keep him in Wales and therefore keep him eligible for the um, for the Welsh national side. Which of those options are you taking? Thanks for that one at uh, 20 to 11 on a, on a, on a Sunday. <laughs> when your car is on double yellow exactly, lights. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I, I can see it being towed away now. <laughs> um, well, we we've got a lot of wingers. That are quality, yeah. yeah. Um, and Reese Webb's our Reese Webb's our best nine. Um, so I go with. Uh, I'll give you the quicker. I'll go with keeping buying Webb out. All right. What about let's throw it on? Oh, to I'd, you. I'd go down that if you go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, yeah. I just I'm such a big I'm such a big Webb fan. I can't. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine us going to the World Cup without him. Um, Do you think it's going to happen? Is he Is he going to Is he going to stay? Do you know what I'm going to call this? Yeah, he's staying. He's staying, yeah. Yeah, he's staying. I don't know how, I, and this is based on They'll nothing make it other than, I just think it's going to happen somehow. I don't know. I, I don't know. Crowdfunding? Yeah, God, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should do that. Know. We'll set up a, uh, yeah, we'll set up a crowdfunding thing to keep Reese Webber, <laughs> keep, keep Reese Webber in Wales. He's going to be that important, isn't he? He could be, but... After the, after the nine displays uh, this weekend, isn't he? They were pretty poor, weren't they? Do you know, I, I don't know. I didn't think Gareth Davis was particularly poor. No, he, he, yeah, he was. He was. I said Thomas Williams impressed me. Yeah, I don't think South there was, I don't, is South African, and uh, well, his kicking game. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there was a. Um, and if I miss, yeah, Hadfield didn't have his best game. I don't think there was. I don't think it was. Just, it wasn't a great week, a great weekend for for nines, was it? Don't know. Um, Gareth don't know. was the pick. Yeah, Gareth played played pretty well though. All right then, and yeah, just to wrap up on other kind of. Uh, transfer news and contracts and stuff. Seb Davis staying at the Blues. So we had a bit of speculation about that the other week. I think that's a that's a massive uh, a massive key for them to keep them. Every time I watch them I get more and more impressed. Yeah, that's a, it's a great um great news for for Cardiff Blues isn't he? the Scarlets would have been pushing up the uh pushing up the amount they would have needed to pay for him. Yeah. Um 
which is all a all a little bit bizarre, isn't it? It's sort of Welsh, you know, sides keep you know competing against each other. Um, but yeah, that's a great uh, great news for the Blues. And uh, and Reen Williams and and Josh Turnbull also sign a new contract. So yeah, further further good news for for them. Uh, certainly in the uh, in the in the contract stakes. Uh, just down the road at the Dragons, Leon Brown and Elliot D, two players impressed massively at the start of the season, uh, both on the score sheet this weekend yeah. as well. Uh, Elliot D can't seem to get enough of uh, enough of the try scoring stuff this season, and both called up to Wales, and yeah, new deals there. I think that's you know that's a really positive thing for the Dragons. Exactly the kind of players that they're going to need to keep and hopefully be the cornerstone of you know of more successful times. Yeah, there would have been a number of clubs when they're sniffing around those two young, you know, uh, young boys um, that are playing really well, and they're only going to get better, aren't they? So fantastic news for the Dragons. Yeah, really like the look of both of them. Just quickly, slightly different thing. Um, Wales and England set to go head to head in a a referee training session ahead of the autumn. Uh, this is going to take place. Um, I think it's the sixth of November that that takes place. Where is that taking place? It's in Bristol, I think. It's at Clifton. Is it? That's happening, yeah. So, um, we should try and get down there. I, I, do you know what? I think it'll be a bit of lockdown, actually, I'd have thought. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't think they're going to want any... Uh, I don't think they're going to want any kind of press or anyone there because you could just see it. I don't know. You could see it bobbling over there. You're going you're gonna to be going to hell for leather, aren't you? Yeah. Well, they're going to have to ref that hard, aren't they? Cause... Yeah. Well, I, I think Nigel Owens is set to ref it. <laughs> no, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, it's going to be needed, isn't it? Yeah, it interesting, is. interesting one, that. Eh? It is. I think it's beneficial, though. You know, you're not playing each other immediately. Uh, I think, I think there's going to be. I think that's beneficial for both, uh, for both sides. There, I think you can. You know, it will, it will definitely harden both packs up ahead of going into into southern hemisphere things. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's positive. You know. Yeah, I do. I, I, I really like the sound of. It. I know it's, there's been mixed, mixed sort of opinion, isn't there, on uh, on whether you mm. know whether or not that should have taken place. But I really like it. I think it'll. Um, there'll be some real fire in that, and they'll be testing. You know, there's, there's, there's going to be no better test, is there, against against England? Yeah. And um, it'll also, I don't know, how, how would they go about it? Would they be having a big, you know, sort of team talk before going out there? And is it, you'd be treating it as if it's as if that's the match. No, you're not gonna, you're not gonna want to get stuffed no. in a competitive training rights. session against, yeah. you know, particularly the front row. You know, you're not gonna want to be, um, you're not gonna be on the receiving end of a. Uh, of a demolition job at the hands of the English yeah. pack, so you know I think it's uh, yeah I think it's, uh, yeah. it's something that I think will add an element of um, a real edge, and and will kind of hopefully send us in a bit more battle hardened against the Australians. And if we can go into that, you know, scrummaging and line, you know, with our scrummaging line out in in good nick, then we'll get um, them on the vegan salads now beforehand, <laughs> and uh, they'll be, be absolutely laughing. That's it, but, vegan but... salads all round. The coaches will be able to have a really good look at it as well, and yeah. just to see, you know, who's, who's, you know, who's shying up, not shying away, but it'll just be great, won't it, to have a little look at that. It is how how it, imagine like how they're going to approach it in terms of just walking on, just that that side of it as well, because it's not you're not playing an actual game, mm. so the way in which you just the teams are approaching the scrum, I think it would be great from a from a sort of psychological perspective as well. It is, yeah. Get them on the vegan salads and then they might be able yeah, to... What, what could go wrong? They might be able to scrummage your uh, car free from the clamp that it's uh, <laughs> undoubtedly got in Tesco car park right now. Let's move on to team of the week to finish. Um, right, we'll quickly run through... Uh, um, Better be quick. Yeah, we'll run... 
we'll run through uh, who Craig's uh, has picked. As you know, if you've listened to the podcast earlier on in the season, uh, we do this in association with our pals over at adrig.co.uk, which is the Welsh sport website. Uh, make sure you head over there to have a, um, uh, have a look on their, all their kind of um, uh, all their opinion on on Welsh sport as well as rugby. There's football, boxing. Obviously, had the the Joshua fight in uh, in Cardiff last night as well as. Also, kind of cycling and ice hockey stuff on there periodically as well. So, uh, yeah, make sure you do head over there to have a little look. And right, this is uh, this is the Adrig.co.uk team of the week. Um, here's the selection, and then as usual, Dan and I are going to pick out uh, one player who's our um, who's our player of the week. So, fullback Hallam Amos, we've already said, fantastic game. Alex Cuthbert on the one wing. Actually, we, we haven't mentioned Cuthy, but to be fair to him, I, I thought he did have a, he did have a very good game. Um, to be fair. And, you know, he's not, you know, I, I think he, the last couple of months he's, he's actually put a fair amount, um, fair amount of decent yeah. performances yeah, together. Um, Scott Williams, Hadley Parks in the centre. They both both went very well for the Scarlets. Uh, Steph Evans on the wing, we've, all, we've already covered. Um, Gareth Davis and Dan Bigger at 9 and 10, which could be the, uh, could be the, the, Wales, um, the Wales halfbacks for, for the next couple of seasons. Uh, Wynne Jones, Elliot D, and Leon Brown, uh, all in the front row. Jake Ball and uh, and Alan Wynne Jones in the in the second row, and then Shingler, Boyd, and Tyburn in the back row. First off, anyone anyone uh, missed out on that? No, I'm absolutely over the moon with that. Okay, fair enough. I'm I'd, off. I uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I I I chuck a couple of uh, of slight changes in. Um, do you know what? I'd, I'd say purely just because I thought he won the game for the Ospreys on on the weekend. We've already said I'd, I'd gone Rob McCusker at eight. Uh, off which off the bench is no um, is no mean feat. Other than that, there's not a, not a huge amount to um, not a huge amount to, to disagree with. I think so. Um, yeah, I think the boys have, have got that um, have got that pretty much pretty much on the money. Who then, Dan Killick, is going to be your uh, your player of the week from uh, from that team that's selected? Who's the one who's kind of stood up above and beyond for uh, for you this week? Has to be Steph Evans. He is. Uh... He's the the man of the moment, isn't he? Agreed. I yeah. Oh. Do you know what? Well, do you know what? There's nothing you you can't argue with him. It's just you. I just it doesn't even surprise you, me now. Where, you, where we can argue with him is he's not wearing a dragon shirt. That's not true. Look, you know, as much as I'm enjoying watching the dragons this season, yeah, it was it was another loss. Um, I think it was some good dragons performances. But who I tell you, I am going to go for. Okay. And he's not wearing a dragon shirt. I'm gonna go for um, I'm gonna go for Aaron Chingler. Yeah. I just yeah, just for you know, for pure consistency, he cannot. Um, he just he just shows no sign of dropping off. And I think the game like that was a bit scrappy. And as we said, there was a lot of errors on both sides. I think him as a line out option, his ability to carry ball, his ability to tackle whatever's in front of him, that actually makes a massive difference in the derby. So I'm going for Aaron Chingler. His soft hands and the line yeah. out were just lovely, weren't they? And it's not something that. Is often pick up on is it is is how delicate he is. Yeah, because he's a big he's a big bruising chap, isn't he? Um, absolute shirt for the six shirt for Wales. <laughs> uh, I don't know, I don't know if anyone's a shirt given the the surprises we've seen in that um, in that squad selection. He'd definitely be my choice. I think he is going to start six. Yeah, it's awesome. awesome. Right, well, thank you again for listening. Uh, remember, you can head over to a drive.co.uk to have a look for yourself and to see what other. Welsh sports news is going on. We'll be back next week. If you want to let us know uh, what you think about anything we've covered tonight, let us know on Twitter at Attacking Scrum, or you can do so on Facebook as well. 
uh, or Instagram if that's uh, if that's your bag. And if you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and you can do that on iTunes. Uh, as we always say, if you do that, we'll make sure to give you a shout out on air. And we'll be back next week as we edge ever closer to the Autumn Internationals. Thanks very much for listening. Yep. As the other option at nine. And then third choice for me, Thomas Williams. Big fan. Uh, I think he is, he's a player of similar ilk to Webb to me. I think he's a real kind of, he's got raw pace. Um, I think he's got a, a try scoring instinct. Um, seems to really add some tempo whenever he, uh, whenever he features. I'm a, I'm a massive fan. And uh, yeah, he would be, he'd be my third choice scrummer. Anyone else on the radar? Sort of. Actually, I found that for again for me, I think he's I think he is on form. Um, he's in there. I've I think Lloyd has struggled at times this season. Um, you know, again when Lloyd's playing well, he's a really you know he's a really great option to have in there. I felt like at times he kicked the ball away a lot, and it hasn't all you know the kicking out hasn't always been particularly well executed. Um, so I don't know. I just think for for Lloyd, get him playing for the Blues and and carry on and try and you know try and rediscover his best form. I think Thomas Williams is a player that has some real X factor. I would want to get him in the squad um, and see what he's capable of doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with those choices. I think with Thomas, if he's gonna he'd be on the bench, wouldn't he? More than likely. So when he does come on, he's gonna make a difference. Well, I hope so. And that's what you need. So because again, you know, a lot of the time you see a third choice. Scrum half going there and he's just carrying tackle bags. You know, you've seen Alan Davis do it on a number of occasions. He would probably have been the other choice who was was closer for me. But I just I want to get one have a look at um, at Thomas Williams. I think you know, again, now is the time to be to be yeah. doing it and exploring. And let's make sure he plays. Mm. Let's make sure he gets some time. Agreed. Right. Outside half, three options here. This is gonna bigger nailed on at the moment. You know, I think. Um, I've gone for Patchell as well. We've discussed, you know, yep. some of his flaws, but we all know what he's capable of. Um, so he gets in. He gets in there for me as well. Third choice. Christ, this is hard. Um, so for me, it's between. Two. I was almost tempted to throw Jared Evans in there and go, yeah, let's get in and have a look and see what he's capable of. But I think it's it's too soon for him. Too soon. Yeah. Um, I think he's shown some brilliant moments and some not so brilliant moments. But he's in good form. Again, keep him playing rugby at, at regional level. That would be my that would be my thought on Jared Evans. So for me, it's between Seb Davis and Rich Priestland. Um, Seb Davis. Sorry, what am I talking about? Sam Davis. Um, I was going to say that unless there's a player on the horizon I don't know about you. Oh, Seb Davis. Seb Davis, as we know, he, he used to he be a did, ten, did didn't he? So, yeah. He's still got those ball skills. <laughs> Could have been like um, an amazing left field. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I'm going to say Davis. I'm going to start at ten. Uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of Sam Davis, but I don't think he's in great form. Part of me thinks, right, you know, he'll get a, an extended run at ten and rediscover it. Actually, I've just answered my own question. I'm going Priestland here. You going Priestland? Yeah, why not? You know, if he's he's had he's had a hard time. He's left Wales, developed his game massively, and. If we're looking at players in form, let's let's bring him in. You know, he does offer something different. You know, what really annoyed me with Priestland was, you know, when he was so low on confidence, they just kept picking him. And I don't think it was doing him any good trying to rediscover his form. Same with Cuthbert. Maybe you're trying to rediscover your best form if you're a confidence player on the highest possible stage. 
he is in form now. Reward him and, and go back. I don't know how long his contract at Bath uh, runs for. I dare say they'll be busting a gut to try and keep him even when it's out. But you know, you Definitely want to get him, bringing, yeah. him, bringing him back into the, into the setup. Um, I don't know. How many, I don't know how many caps Priestland's got. I'm wondering. I, he certainly wouldn't have a sixty, would he? Or would he? No, I don't think he'd have six. No, he only got sixty, is he? But he's, he's had a. Yeah, have a little, have a little who, look who at would that. You, who I, would you be going for then? Who would your option? Be I thought you were going to mention Henson. Uh, no, I don't see any point in picking Gary Henson. No, I don't. But I was the Dragons. Um, yeah, bigger definitely for me. Um, Patchell, you know, Patchell's. I would I would have him in there. I think he's he's de- he's done enough. We've talked about the bits that we're concerned about, but let's focus on the positives. Um, and yeah, Priestland on on form. Mm. He's 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 the ten, isn't he? So. I think that's that's three really good, really good tens there. Um, Sam Davis, we'd like to, but he's not playing at ten at the moment, is he? And um, he hasn't played enough rugby, so um, unfortunately for him, he misses out at the moment. Okay. Um, yeah, agree with that. Four centres, and I'm going for Scott Williams. Yep. John Davis is you know just yeah a bit immense. Um, I'm going for Tyler Morgan. Yep. I think he's, you know, he's. We said in our kind of like season preview that he was going to have to step up and, you know, not be looked at as kind of like a junior player in the Dragons anymore as just a prospect. And I think he's done that. He's shown some really nice form. You know, he's got pace to burn, and that offers something that offers something a bit different. And then I'm going for Owen Watkin, and I'm not picking Jamie Roberts. I love Owen Watkin. Yeah, he's going to be some player. I think if he can just stay injury free. Um, anyone else that you were? Hang on, are you looking the the big talking point of dropping Jamie Roberts in? Well, no, I don't think it's that big. Do you not? No, no, I don't. Um, autumn, autumn internationals are. Yeah, we've got we've got we've got experience there, haven't we? Two experienced players. Then Tyler. Tyler's not exactly inexperienced either. Is he's played, played in World Cup played in World final, Cup, yeah. yeah, World World, World Cup quarter. Um, so you know he's got a he's got a good level of experience in terms of being around the camp. And then we've got Owen Watkins coming in, who I just think will will slot in at at at, at that level. I think he's that good. Yeah, I I want to get him close into the. Yeah, he's a different he's a different option there. Yeah, I, mean, I think you know we're we're in need of midfield options. Um, he's. I'm he, not saying you write off Jamie Roberts either. I no. just think we know what we're going to get from him, and if we're trying to evolve, you know, God, here we go again. But if we're trying yeah. to evolve the way we play. Um, we're going to need to look at, at different options in particular yeah. in midfield. So yeah, we know what he's going to do. He can be called upon if needed. So yeah, exactly. Let's get in. Let's get in some of the other the other players. Owen Watkins as well. He's not just a he's not just a basher, is he? He's got lovely feet. Mm. Good distributor as well. Um, I did have a, I did have a think about Jack Dixon as well. I think he's I think he's gone well, but um, God, as much as anything, I wouldn't want to demolish the dragons the dragon squad. But no, I'm going to go for Watkin in there, and and again, I think Dixon just needs to get more rugby under his belt, and uh, yeah, yeah, he's been thwarted with injuries. So I, I, I'm a fan of Dixon. I think he's a great player. I just wonder whether he's going to end up being a very, very strong club player, but mm. hopefully, hopefully not. Oh well, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, back row, oh, sorry, back row, back three options. Gone for five players. Yeah. Um, so Liam Williams. Yep, hundred percent. You know, and hundred percent starting for me. I'd start him at fullback, but you know, we'll see kind of how that goes. Um, Lee Halfpenny. Yes. 
Steph Evans. Absolutely. So I think they they are my starting three. So obviously there's no George North to, to call upon. And you um, and you go with um, Liam at fullback. I go with Liam at fullback again. I just want to see him cutting lines. I know he's playing on the wing for Saris and half he's playing at fifteen for um, for the Scarlets. But you know what you get with with half You get great you know great off the ball as you like to put it. Uh, you get his brilliant defensive positioning. But I just want to see options. You know Liam Williams. You know has played. 15 in a Lions test series against New Zealand. Didn't do too badly. No, he didn't did he? do too badly. You know, <laughs> that, moment, that moment of genius, yeah. that's, you know, I just think he's, I want him involved in the game more. And um, for me, I've always seen him as a fullback who can play on the wing rather than the other way around. So if he's playing, if he's playing 15, it's going to make sides think about kick. He's going to yeah, make I think sides think twice. Isn't whereas it? if half penny's there, you know it's going to be coming yeah. back. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so that leaves two spots. And I'm, for me, it's between three players, and it's Hallam Amos. Do the Dragons boys here coming yeah, up? I think Hallam Amos, Ashley Hewitt, and Reen Williams are the three. Oh yeah. I think Hallam Amos gets one. Yes. And then again, I would go. Uh, I would go Ashley Hewitt. Really missing out. Yeah, it's a real fifty-fifty call for me. That. What about you? Oh, it's so tough. That that is a flip of a coin, isn't it? Really. Mm. I haven't gone for Keelan Giles. Yeah, I. Gosh, this is tight, isn't it? Um, I love Amos. Yeah, he's got so much about his game, isn't he? So I'd have him in. Um, Ruin, I think, has been playing really well. He, he if you're going to be critical, he slightly dropped off a little bit mm. as, the, as as in the last couple of games. But um, yeah, I'll, well, for the sake of this, let's go with. Uh, you going Ashton or you going Ruin? I'm going to go Ruin actually, just right, to go okay, different. Team. All right, yeah, fine, fair enough. Um, and yeah, we haven't got too long to wait until that until that squad comes out. Just shows there's a good bit of depth, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, well, it does. I, I think back, I think back three is an area we've been we've been hit. So now's the time to have a look at a few options and see um, and see. But there are some interesting um, some interesting options in there. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, obviously have the reaction to. Uh, Gatlin squad when he names that um, when he names that on Tuesday so we'll be back next week and we'll uh, Des have a, a load to chat about with that squad plus also all the uh, um, all the action from the from the derbies over the weekend as well uh, feel free to get in touch with us in the meantime you can do that at Attacking Scrum on Twitter or uh, do it on Facebook as well um, and as we always say if you leave us a review we'll be sure to give you a shout out so make sure you enjoy those derbies and we'll be back to chat to you next week.